Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Well, I think what it means for uh, the time being is that uh, the uh, the effectiveness of that uh, vaccine requirement is is frozen. Uh, I think it will certainly be well litigated, though, well before January 3rd. So I'm not sure it really has much practical effect in the short run. Uh, l- look, these vaccine requirements have been litigated up and down the courts all over the country. State requirements, for example, one in Maine. Uh, and every single court before this one ruled that they were valid. The Supreme Court has turned back several times already. Very efforts to enjoin uh, other vaccine requirements. Uh, I'm quite confident that when this finally gets fully adjudicated, not just a temporary order, right. uh, the, the validity of this requirement will be upheld. It's common right. sense. Why would, you, why would you think for a second, Ron Klain, that the validity of this order will be upheld? And how dare you, White House Chief of Staff, think that the idea of forcing vaccines on people makes sense? of this requirement will be upheld. It's common right. sense, Chuck. If OSHA can tell people to wear a hard, hard hat on the job, right. to be, be careful on chemicals, it can put, put, put in place these simple measures to keep our workers safe. Uh, first, uh, the, uh, okay, everyone take a breath, because I'm with you. I'm with you when it comes to the radicalness of the progressive nature of Ron Klain. Never have you heard such elitism, except, of course, when you watch any news coverage from MSNBC and CNN ever. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It is so good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, everything at TonyKatz.com. You understand that the Fifth Circuit has said, uh, we're not so sure about this. The U.S. Appeals Court has put a stop to the mandate. They have frozen everything going on about this idea of force. As Reuters reported it, it's predicated on the, quote, grave statutory and constitutional, unquote, problems with the order. Now, what Ron Klain wants to put forth is that the government cannot decide all these things to make you safe. So, of course, they can decide this. His comments are predicated on the idea that the government is the arbiter of good and what is right. Now, this plays out in a conversation we were having earlier about Amy Siskind. Amy Siskind. Or is it Siskind? She is, is popular on the Twitter box. And she was making the statement that when you take a look at the Virginia race, the Virginia election, Glenn Youngkin, the Republican, now the governor-elect defeating Terry McAuliffe, the Democrat, the Clintonista, well, if you take a look at that, you'll see that white, non-college-educated women voted in vast numbers for Glenn Youngkin. Massive numbers. I think it was 75-25. That's pretty big. That's pretty big indeed. So she goes about stating that the problem here is, of course, these non-educated, non-college educated white women. They gave it to Yunkin, and the reason is simple. Racism, they don't want progress. This is a woman talking about other women, and I know what you're saying, catfight. But I don't have any good catfight sounders, so therefore I will not use the catfight methodology. And by the way, someone is going to call me a, a, a sexist for saying so. I, I would assume it would be producer Ari. For not using catfight music?
for for saying that uh, it's women attacking women, so therefore it's a cat fight. That is not accurate. That's it's not that's not a cat fight. Just because two women are arguing doesn't automatically make it a cat fight. All right, just making sure. I just wanted to see how long I could drag this out and see how many emails we get. She makes the claim that white women who don't have a college degree voted for a Republican because they're racists. And continues by saying, I join others in being dismayed and disgusted by these women. Going on to say, I don't know how to reach non-college educated white women. And so uh, it was uh, Dan McLaughlin over at National Review, who I, I, I like. I think he's a very, very nice dude. He says, the category error here is assuming that all white suburban women are college educated. And I said, no, I disagree. The problem here is believing that being college educated in today's society means smarter, better, or more decent, which is exactly what the college educated believe of themselves. Absolutely positively fact. The story here is the elitism. What is it like to say that because somebody votes differently than you, they are a racist? They're just a bigot. Oh, they didn't go to college. Well, you know about those people. Maybe the problem is all the college-educated people get the wrong education. Maybe a college education is worthless. But she has to defend the idea of a college education because the institution is what matters most. That's the part. That's the story. Guys, that's the top line and the through line and the subplot. They all believe that the institutions matter over everything and the institutions must be protected at all costs. The institutions must be upheld at all costs. You don't believe me? Let's go back to the White House Chief of Staff, Ron Klain. Of this requirement will be upheld. It's common right. sense, Chuck. If OSHA can tell people to wear a hard, hard hat on the job, right. to be, be careful on chemicals, it can put, put in place these simple measures to keep our workers safe. If you believe that government is the center of all good and can do no wrong, well, then, of course, you believe it could create this and it could do that and put this uh, regulation on you and put that thing on you because the institution must be upheld. Now, you might say to me, Tony, are you saying you don't want to uh, uh, uphold the institution of government? Well, no, I actually believe in a government, but I believe in Article 1, Section 8. I believe in the concepts of federalism. I believe in a small centralized government and the rest of the powers being to the states or to the people. I don't believe in unelected agencies that are able to create regulation which have the force of law without the input of the electorate forcing upon the electorate what it thinks is the right thing to do. I oppose the agency class in America and they all should be destroyed. When I say all, I want to be clear about something. I didn't say you couldn't recreate an idea or a concept, but the idea of the agency has provided us no value and it has been used as cover to apply pressure to and take away the rights of the American people and has allowed a federal government of elected officials to abdicate their responsibility. I oppose this and I would do away with the agencies. 
Now, you can say to me, well, what about this? What about that? I didn't say you couldn't rebuild something, but maybe it gets rebuilt in a way where the responsibility remains and the people still have the power over themselves, which is, of course, what we're all about. But Ron Klain doesn't believe that. Ron Klain's a power-hungry freak child. I mean, a bad guy. Now, this is all happening as the U.S. has lifted the restriction on travel. The vast majority of restrictions for COVID travel is over, and you're seeing people now coming to visit the United States because they can. This means if you're going away for, for, for Christmas, oh, man, you better have already had your hotel. I have one hotel. I've been waiting to figure out where the other hotel was, and that's when I determined I'm just going to hang around uh, with my parents for a little while longer. Their hotel is the best hotel. The breakfast doesn't come in bed, but it's always fantastic. Admittedly, there is no turndown service, um, uh, but, you know, did, 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 I, did I mention the breakfast? We were, I, I, we're doing Florida and, and visiting the family. Everyone's getting older. You know how it goes. You've done it, right? It's, it's the vacation of responsibility versus the vacation you want. It happens. It happens, but we're making uh, the, the, the best of it. Uh, and made the decision, you know, we, we've, we've got kids, and the kids have never been to Disney. And we, we thought about it, we planned it out, and we said, we love our children too much to take them to Disney. What, when we could afford to buy them a car instead? Yeah, it's, it's nuts. It's, I don't know how the Disney people do it. I get that you love it. And I know people love the Disney cruises. Uh, our program director just did a, a Disney cruise. He's wild about it nuts about it um but i don't affording disney is is just more than my brain can handle more than i could take uh so i figure we're, we're going to be in, in south florida i am doing my first ever fishing charter gonna get a boat not not my own somebody else's boat and and uh and fish I'm just, I'm just trying to expand the horizons. I figure there are way more memories and more chances for serious injury so why not get the twofer I've done it before. It's fun. There it is. If, if Ari's done it, I can handle it. This is, that's, that's how I rank things. If Ari can do it, I should have no problems whatsoever. But there are going to be a lot of people from a lot of countries at Disney. I have no problem with this. I'm not fearful of this. And the reason to not be fearful of this is that we are in a place where we know that the, the data shows us that we are not endangering each other. The vaccinated or the unvaccinated. It's just not how it works. Now, I think that you have an interesting case if somebody has COVID, say, hey, you can't come into the country. Certainly, the United States can say that. But we understand that COVID from the vaccinated, COVID from the unvaccinated, equal measure. That's where the data is right now. Equal measure. The only thing the vaccine does is the vaccine uh, helps us deal with the symptoms if we should get them. If we should get them. The local school district uh, right here, um, the the, uh, Westfield, it's called. Westfield, Indiana, they just said, hey, no more masks. You can wear a mask if you like, but no more masks. None. And that's the right move. And then they, they went about a, 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 uh, a second bit of it. But if the positivity rate goes up, if the positivity rate goes up, then we will put the masks back on. 
positivity rate means nothing. It doesn't matter how many people are positive. It's a virus. It's going to come and it's going to go. And it's going to be with us for forever. The positivity rate does not have any correlation at all to the idea of closing down a school. It never has and it never will. And anyone who says otherwise is absolutely playing in fiction. Speaking of playing in fiction, President Joe Biden. Harris Biden administration. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. Got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the, go. You know the you know the thing. Say it ain't so, Joe. So if you didn't know, Big Bird is on Twitter, and Big Bird tweeted out, "I got the COVID nineteen vaccine today." My wing is feeling a little sore, but it'll give my body an extra protective boost that keeps me and others healthy. No, Big Bird, it won't. Doesn't Snuffy teach you anything? It will not give you or or keep other people healthy. A protective boost? You can make that argument. It doesn't do anything for others. And then, uh, talking about somebody who I guess is on the show, Ms. Erica Hill even said, I've been getting vaccines since I was a little bird. I had no idea. So, you know, it's, it's, it's Big Bird getting into the propaganda game. Because Big Bird is a six-year-old, in case you didn't know. And look at Big Bird getting vaccinated. President Biden responds to Big Bird. Good on you, Big Bird. Getting vaccinated is the best way to keep your whole neighborhood safe. Do you think he knew he was talking to an imaginary bird? Do you, do you, do you think he, uh, do you think he had it? Do, do you think he turned to uh, Jill and said, talking to Big Bird, you know he's a giant, giant bird yellow, talking to him. Big Bird's my friend. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he knew or he, or he didn't know. But Big Bird lied which means, you know, PBS lied, and President Biden lied. Getting vaccinated is not the best way to keep your whole neighborhood safe. That's not true. Why do we keep saying it? This, is, this has become a, 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 a incredible frustration. Absol- I, I am, hold on, apoplectic. Haven't used that in a while. Apoplectic over this. Yet I'm keeping myself too calm to be apoplectic. Your neighborhood is not safe because you're vaccinated. You will have less symptoms based on the data if you're vaccinated. And some people are going to say, well, you get vaccinated, you get killed. This brings us to the absolute, positive, incredible conspiracy theory about Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom canceled his plans to go to the climate change summit in Glasgow, canceled some other plans. He's been out of public view for 11 days, 12 days, 13 days. 13 days ago, he got the booster. Now you do with that what you want. I'm not here to play in that conspiratorial game. I'm going to leave that stuff to others. Yes. 
I, I don't think you should deny the people who discuss the, the idea of reactions. I also don't think you discuss the millions of people who have been just fine with getting vaccinated. I don't think you should deny things that are right in front of your face. Worthy discussion. Now, uh, 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 Aaron Rodgers, he's in denial. I'll get into that. But can we please not think that government is the center of good and decent, Ron Klain? And can we please not think that a vaccine saves your neighborhood? I don't think it's right that President Biden talks to an imaginary bird to lie to children on Twitter. And that's the most 2021 statement I may ever have said. I'm Tony Katz. Can we please stop reporting every last thing someone says as if somehow it matters? This is a story about Jonathan Carl, ABC News. He's got a new book, and I'm only assuming producer Ari is going to read it any moment now. Let's hear it, maybe. It's that on Trump's last day as president, he said he was leaving the Republican Party to form his own party, and that he didn't care if he destroyed the Republican Party. Oh, wait, no, I did read this book. Who in the world is reporting this? And who in the world wouldn't believe this? You're going to ask me whether or not Trump may have said in his last days as president, I'm going to form my own party. If the Republican Party gets destroyed, I don't care. Of course he did. It's not even news. It means nothing. What does it matter what he said? How many times have you said, if I get my hands on that guy, I'm going to kill him. But you didn't kill him. It doesn't matter that this is getting reported. Jonathan Carl, the chief Washington correspondent for ABC, are you really this dense? It's called the book is called Betrayal, the final act of the Trump Show, yeah, I did which read that. also could be known as uh, Every Day of ABC News and CNN. Anybody who works with George Stephanopoulos, who reported on the Clinton Global Initiative while donating to it and didn't disclose that, doesn't get the lecture to me. I'm telling you, Trump said it. I'm telling you, it happened. A conversation Trump supposedly had with Rona McDowell, Rona McDonald, uh, uh, the, who runs the Republican Party. Wait, am I Rona? Rona McDaniel. McDaniel, I say McDonald, I'm sorry. I knew I got that wrong. I'm willing to believe he had the conversation. What does it matter? Here we are now just so silly to focus on these things nuts salacious trash nonsense because jonathan carl has nothing else to offer i'm tony katz People are getting Aaron Rodgers and the story all confused. Let me break this down as clearly as I can. The issue is not how he decided to treat himself when he got COVID. The issue is, did he lie to the team about what he had done to himself? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, everything at TonyKatz.com. The only question that matters is, did Aaron Rodgers lie? Because I don't care that he has COVID, and I don't care what he did to help himself. 
with COVID. And this is the one that's getting people all up in arms and proving how ridiculous they are. And I consulted with a now good friend of mine, Joe Rogan, after he got COVID. And I've been doing a lot of the stuff that he recommended in his podcasts and, you know, on the phone to me. And I'm going to have the best immunity possible now based on the 2.5 million person study from Israel that the people who get COVID and recover have the most robust immunity. And I'm thankful for people like Joe stepping up and using their voice. I'm thankful for my medical squad. Um, and I'm thankful for people like Joe stepping up and using their voice. I'm thankful for my medical squad. Um, and I'm thankful for all the love and support I've gotten. But I've been taking monoclonal antibodies, ivermectin, zinc, vitamin C and D, HCQ, and I feel pretty incredible. HCQ, I'm pretty sure it's hydroxychloroquine. Now, I want to be clear. I don't think that Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, has done anything wrong with what he's taking. He has made a medical decision for himself with his doctor, and this is what they have decided to do. You can disagree with it all you want, but if you call it quack science, if you call it anything other than a guy making his choices, you're out of your head. This brings us to Terry Bradshaw on the NFL uh, pregame show uh, from Fox. I, when I give Aaron Rodgers some advice. It would have been nice if he'd have just come to the Naval Academy and learned how to be honest. Yeah. Because that's what you did, Aaron. You lied to everyone. I understand immunized. What you were doing was taking stuff that would keep you from getting COVID-19. You got COVID-19. Ivermectin is a cattle dewormer. Sorry, folks. That's what it is. We are a divided nation politically. We're a divided nation on the COVID-19, whether or not to take the vaccine. And unfortunately, we've got players that pretty much think only about themselves. And I'm extremely disappointed in the actions of Aaron Rodgers. Well, another thing I was... Ivermectin is for human use. There is an Ivermectin for animal use. This was wrong of Terry Bradshaw. So now we're deciding to get angry at Aaron Rodgers for not being honest about being uh, vaccinated when he said he was immunized. And we're doing it with lies. So we're taking a problem and we're making it worse. And he wants to talk about, Terry Bradshaw wants to talk about the political nature of things. And he's feeding into the political nature of things. Let us break this down into its two component parts. First things first. I don't care. And for the record, neither do you. What Aaron Rodgers took. It means nothing. He made his decisions. I don't get to take a look at, at, at Aaron Rodgers and have any say in his opinions. Could I, could I, I don't know, pick a girlfriend for him? Could I, could I draw up some plays for him? Could, could I teach him not to come across with this outrageously douchey attitude? I, I'm sorry, I don't care how good of a quarterback he is. There's nothing about Aaron Rodgers that makes me want to hang out with him for five minutes. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's just a bro and I don't see it. I would have 
I was never really my guy. I would have if he said, no, 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 this is how I'm handling the thing. I don't care about these other people. I'd be like, that's cool by me. That's fine by me. Aaron Rodgers making the decision medically is for him to make. I respect it. I support it. I'm willing to defend it. Ivermectin is fine. Hydroxychloroquine is fine. They aren't poisons. Everyone who says otherwise is lying. But then he goes on to Pat McAfee's show. And he, as I would see it, loses his mind. I, I, your message was very clear. Like, you should make your own personal decision, which is what everybody said. But is that why at the beginning you didn't want to be that person? Is that why you kind of did the immunized answer? And if you would have got harped on it, you would have followed up, but you didn't want to get into that world? Is that why you chose that? I really felt like at the time there was a time and a place for sharing of, of information. It was such a witch hunt. They, they wanted to out and shame and denigrate every single person who didn't immediately say, oh, yeah, I got the, you know, Pfizer, I got the Moderna, whatever. I, I wanted it to go away. I, wasn't, I mean, everyone in the squad knew I was not vaccinated. Everyone in the organization knew I wasn't vaccinated. I wasn't hiding it from anybody. I was trying to minimize and mitigate having to have this conversation that would go on and on. Now. I believe in not wanting to have that conversation because then you turn into the political football. Not, not, I wasn't trying to be a punny there. I was just, that's how I've said it before. But that's an interesting thing. Everyone in the organization knew he was vaccinated. Producer Ari, as you've read the story, you are a Wisconsin guy. The Packers are your team. Everybody in the organization knew that Aaron Rodgers was vaccinated? Well, then they purposely let him not follow the rules. So that's also an issue. That's why I don't necessarily believe him right there. Oh, well, I can't I can't speak to if he's telling the truth or not. Either way, somebody was being deceitful. So someone's not telling the truth. We we'll we'll leave it at that. He continued. And and, and there were people in the media who somehow found out about it and, and been sitting on it for a couple months. Um, so it wasn't like this thing was just hidden until this week. Like people knew it and they sat on it. At some point I knew I was gonna have to discuss it. And, you know, I was ready to discuss it. But the problem with this is it is so political and health should not be political. It shouldn't be that, you know, Trump endorsed ivermectin and HCQ. And so take that shit off. It doesn't work. You know, I mean, in, in general, look at I think we all should have been a little hesitant when Trump in 2020 was championing these uh, vaccines that were coming so quick. What did the left say? And I'm talking about every member of the left. Don't trust the vaccine. Don't get the vaccine. You're going to die from the vaccine. And then what happened? Biden wins and everything flips. Shouldn't that initially give you a little bit of pause and go, hold on a second. Isn't this shit about health and not about like politics? And to that point, has any member of the health staff this entire time got up and actually talked about real health? Have they talked about exercise? Stop. Stop. The key to this part of the conversation is not that it's a bad conversation. I think it's an excellent conversation, one that we have had. If obesity is the greatest comorbidity uh, with when dealing with COVID, shouldn't we be talking to people about going out for a run? Ah, uh, that would be a smart argument. That's a fine thing to discuss, but none of this matters. Did you lie? Is the only thing that matters. 
And if you didn't lie and the Packers organization lied, well, then people have to lose their jobs. Because there are a lot of guys who didn't lie. And maybe they're not playing in the NFL. Or maybe they're not coaching in the NFL. They're not trying to have it all the ways, man. If you wanted to stand up, you're Aaron freaking Rodgers, man. You say, I'm not vaccinated. This stuff is bunk. You're all a bunch of political losers. And you can all kiss my ass. That's what you say. It's one thing to say, I don't want to be a part of this conversation. It's another thing to actively lie about it. And then when it's discovered, claim the problem is the political world. The problem is the political world, but doesn't change what you may have done. It doesn't change anything. Sounds like pure raw desperation. And I say this as a guy who is fine with you choosing your medical course. If you're asking me if, if, if I should feel something for, for Aaron Rodgers, I don't. And I agree with a great number of things he just said. The NFL set up rules. You either followed them or you didn't. And that's all there is. That's all there is. There's nothing else. And so I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is trying to do, and I don't know who's feeling for him. What has the reaction been around the NFL uh, uh, about this? Ari, have you, have you followed what, what that reaction's been? I know people in Wisconsin are none too pleased. Well, that's because, I mean, how much did they lose by? Nine million? Well, no, they're just mad that Aaron Rodgers, like, you know, that he, he, he did this and then he came on and spewed all this nonsense. Like, just take responsibility, dude. That is true. It, it is the Packers. They'll, they'll gladly have you back. I mean, the, they, they, they're, they're kind of crazy about you. you know, the they're they're what we call is, in the business. Aaron Rodgers right now. It's undeniable. Huge fans. What was that? The whole NFL community is upset with Aaron Rodgers right now. Packers lost to the Chiefs 13-7. to by the way, Justin Love, or Jordan Love, sorry, 19 for 34, 190 yards and a touchdown? Yeah, it was pretty terrible. It could have been worse. <laughs> sure, Tony, you and I could have been quarterback. Well, no, no, I would have done better. I would have. I, I'm excellent. Sorry, my arm is amazing. I, I'm not even shy. Not even shy. I just, uh, I don't. I don't know what he's what his plan is long-term here and and where he thinks he's going to get the love. I really and truly don't. I don't see where he thinks this is all going to work out. And I don't know who is on his side when it comes to, well, you lied. The question before us is, what in the world is the NFL going to do? Someone on the Packers in the Packers organization, has to be held responsible. Someone's got to lose a job. You know, it's the Harvey Keitel line. Uh, someone's got to go to jail. Someone's got to go to jail. Someone has got to be, has got to fall on the sword here because it ain't going to be Aaron Rodgers. Now here's the other one. If you play with Aaron Rodgers, how mad are you? Do you want him back? Yes. Because you want to win that bad? 
Yes. You don't think anybody's going to say to him, and you know, publicly, uh, honestly, he, he it's it's up to the organization he plays here. But I think Aaron Rodgers can kiss my ass, and he's a punk ass bitch. You don't think that gets said? It gets said, but I really want another Super Bowl. Well, yeah, in the NFC, you might be able to get it. He might be able to. He might be able to deliver right there. I don't know what's going to go down. I think it's. I think it's all a bad look. A really bad look for the Packers. But I'm not about. I'm not about to uh, to somehow think that this guy has been victimized. That's not. The, that's not the way I'm playing it. I think that he's right about the real conversation. I think he's absolutely right about the insanity uh, of, of, of the politics. But he lied. And I'm just not interested in the rest. He lied to his team. He li- Or somebody on the team is lying to us. I'll, I'll leave that out as a possibility. Can't believe I've spoken this much about Aaron Rodgers. But Danica Patrick. Well played. Well played. <laughs> I'm Tony Katz. $1.2 trillion. It has passed the House. 13 Republicans joining in. And as we have discussed it, This is not the social spending bill. This is the bipartisan infrastructure bill. I think people have been calling it the BIF. There's the BIF and there's the BID and everyone's got acronyms. And this is all done to try and confuse. Let us not be confused. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Great to be with you. It's so funny. We've been talking about about these things and all of a sudden these acronyms come up and we're all supposed to accept them as normal. They're not normal. The bipartisan infrastructure plan is $1.2 trillion, and I think it's too much money. Now, there is actually some infrastructure spending in this bipartisan effort, but I always thought it was a mistake. The people who passed this bill thought it would be a way to keep them from engaging the $3.5 trillion plan, which is built on the idea of budget reconciliation. No Republican votes needed. You just get it through, and it's all about social spending. Well, they failed on that. Really, uh, two different times. And they, fa- well, you know exactly why they failed on that. You don't have the votes. You don't have the votes. <laughs> You're going to need congressional approval and you don't have the votes. So they don't have the votes. They couldn't get through and they couldn't get it through. Well, Biden, he needed a win, you see. Biden needed something more than anything in the world. Come on, guys. You, I got to show that I'm competent to, to the people because uh, I got to show it. So that put a lot of pressure on the $1.2 trillion plan. But the $1.2 trillion plan was opposed by the House progressives because they didn't feel the need to pass anything regarding infrastructure. If you had $3.5 trillion in spending out there, they could get them all their social wants and desires. And remember, the $3.5 trillion is a compromise because Bernie Sanders wanted $6 trillion. But, but Biden's, he, he's, he's taking on water. Biden is, is, is flailing. The polling numbers, as I was, I was talking about, oh, are they bad? The Suffolk USA Today poll? Biden is 38 approved, 59 disapprove. Kamala Harris is 28 approved, 51 disapprove. That's ugly. So they needed to get him a win. So they say, all right, we're going to do this $1.2 trillion plan. And Nancy Pelosi is working it and working it and working it. And 
begging and pleading and trying to get some people. Well, the progressives say no. They don't vote for it. But 13 Republicans voted for it. Why? Because they promised their people infrastructure. This is the problem with a bill like this. You promise people things. Now you got to deliver even when it's bad things. This was a bad bill. So they voted for it and they passed it. And it's $1.2 trillion of spending. They're adding on to the already trillion dollars of spending they've done because of COVID. And they haven't spent all of that money. So now you have more cash in the market, not enough product and good. The inflation is here and is going to grow. Your purchasing power is about to suck. No, wait, it already sucks and it's going to get worse. This $1.2 trillion was not a bill to pass where Republicans were wrong to go along with it. Republicans don't know how to fight. They could have gotten it down on the House side to maybe $874 billion. Might still be too much, but it'd be, would you get just what you need and not the rest of the nonsense? Republicans don't know how to fight. And even after the Virginia victories, man, they still don't have it together. I expect Biden to sign it. Tomorrow, everyone, I'm Tony Katz. Take care.